Shalom Aleichem, welcome to The Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Piotr Nazaruk. Piotr is a researcher, educator, curator, and Yiddish translator at the Grodzka Gate NN Theater Center in Lublin, Poland, where he has worked since 2015. In his work, he focuses on the perception of space in relation to language and identity and the development of diversity of Jewish identities and their expression in cultural, political, and social life in the 19th and 20th centuries. He is a prolific penman, frequently publishing on the website of the Grodzka Gate NN Theater Center and in journals dedicated to the history of Jews. He's also the author of a collection of essays titled Quebec. <laughs> I'm going to spell this, folks. K-O-K-E-B-E-B-E, Lublin 2019. Apologies. Um, and co-editor of the journal Scriptors and co-editor of the newly published Glass Plates of Lublin Found Photographs of the Lost Jewish World. In 2017 and 2018, he received the YIVO Institute for Jewish Research Scholarship Award to attend the Uriel Weinreich and Barnard or Bard College Summer Program in Yiddish Language, Literature, and Culture in New York City. Welcome. Hello, Lisa. Thank you for your introduction. Um, and forgive me um, the, the 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 pronunciation issues. Um, and it's a really a treat to have you here today. We've done more programs together. And of course, you edited the beautiful book, Glass Plates of Lublin, for which we are always grateful for the work that you, you do. Um, but I was eager to talk with you today about your latest projects um, uh, project, which is the Library of the Lublin Yeshiva. I read a post of yours and then I've been on your website. So before I ask you to kind of unravel this mystery and the work that you're doing mm -hmm. um, regarding the fate of the library. Tell me a little bit about the, the history of this amazing library. Well, um, here in Lublin, um, our Lublin yeshiva is extremely famous. Like its story is very famous. Actually, it was very famous before, before the Second World War because it was a uh, grant project of um, Rabbi uh, Meir Shapira who wanted to create the biggest um, the biggest uh, Talmudic academy in the world and he wanted to create it and to build it in Lublin so you know it was a huge thing and thankfully uh, the building where this yeshiva was located survived the survived the war uh, the war and uh, is one of the main um, well, landmarks of um, of the Jewish heritage here in Lublin. So Shapira wanted to have the best, the biggest um, yeshiva in the world. So, of course, he also needed uh, the grandest, the most um, uh, diverse and the richest library with... Uh, um, uh, with, with books... Uh, for the students uh, with, uh, uh, with the most important um, religious uh, works uh, from, from the history of Jewish thought. And uh, like his goal was to collect as many uh, as uh, 100,000 books, which, uh, which the yeshiva probably, um, like they, they never succeeded probably, um, 
to collect so many volumes, um, especially given the fact that the yeshiva existed for only nine years. It was opened in 1930, so um, it existed only till 1939. But for sure, their collection was, um, was very vast and consisted of, well, at least dozens of, um, uh, dozen, dozen thousands uh, of books. Uh, so, um, well, the, um, the, the, the library itself was also quite, uh, quite famous because it was the library of, of the Lublin Yeshiva. The main um, problem, the main issue with the story of this Yeshiva starts with the outbreak of, um, of the Second World War because it was believed by many that the yeshiva was actually, uh, the, the uh, yeshiva library was actually uh, destroyed, burned down in a, uh, in a huge fire uh, that lasted for um, 20 or so hours. Um, and although this, this vision, this story is widespread and still many people believe that uh, the Nazis uh, destroyed, uh, destroyed the library, um, it's, it's hard to, like, it, there are no documents, no traces, no um, testimonies confirming that they actually uh, did burn it down. Uh, so I, I, from the beginning, I had, um, I, I was not eager to accept this, this, this story. I actually uh, believed that the library survived, at least in some capacity. And well, it seems that I was right. <laughs> um, I'll just say as an aside, your work is so interesting because you are a bit of a Jewish history, um, if I may detective, um, first with the glass plates and with this. So there's an account that I read. You have a great story about this um, on the website for the Gradska Gate. Um, there were, there's an alleged account of this, um, the burning, correct, in a newspaper, but nobody can find the newspaper? Yes. Uh, the source of this story is a newspaper called Die Deutsche Jugendzeitung, something like that. So, and I saw quotes from this newspaper uh, in, in various, um, in various um, articles and books um, on the yeshiva, um, on, on the Lublin yeshiva history. However, I couldn't find uh, not only a single copy of that newspaper, but also a proof that it actually existed. So, um, I believe that this, this, um, this story was for some reason uh, made up. It appeared um, as a alleged quote in a, um, in a Palestinian daily called Hatsofa, and that's the only like existing uh, mention of, of this story. Then it was um, quoted by many and uh, it started circling um, uh, the world of researchers and historians. And since we know that the Nazis were actually burning or destroying uh, books, Jewish books and non-Jewish books, uh, many simply accepted this story as uh, something that was, um, that was 
simply possible to happen. And in your work and in your research, what drew you to start looking into this story? Well, first of all, to be completely honest, I'm not interested so much in the Jewish religion. Like um, mm-hmm. in my in my work, I often focus on uh, secular Jewish life in um, uh, Yiddish language sources, books, press, the press, etc. Um, and to be uh, to be honest, like at some point uh, two years ago. I was extremely bored. Like I was at work. It was, you know, it was early uh, afternoon, and I decided to check the holdings of the digital library of the Jewish Historical Institute because they have, like, I knew that they they um, they had uh, a large number of Yiddish newspapers and so on. And sometimes when I'm bored, I simply just, you know, uh, dwell into. Um, uh, in, into such uh, such documents. That time, however, I decided to check their um, old Hebrew prints. And to my surprise, I saw this stamp, library stamp with very clearly, with, with very clear signs saying Yeshivas Chachmei Lublin or um, Yeshiva of the Sages of Lublin. So that was the that was uh, like the starting point. Then, after going through hundreds of books, the Jewish Historical Institute in Warsaw digitized and published, I was able to track down um, I I believe one hundred thirty uh, books with stamps um, of of the Lublin Yeshiva. So that's how how it started. Um, it was a detective work indeed. Um, and, uh, and, and then I, I decided to check also the holdings of other um, libraries, mainly the National Library of Israel, and uh, was, uh, was able to track down additional uh, books with, um, that were part of, the, of, of Lubin Yeshiva. So in its day, I mean, it was an amazing library. Um, it, it was, it was. Yeah. In- and I understand, I mean, these are Hebrew religious texts. We're not talking about the same kind of Yiddish books that we rescue here at the Yiddish Book Center. But still fascinating to me that you are following this trail um, and be, the books now you're finding begin, you begin to find them surfacing at auctions and antiquarian bookshops um, and they're identified or you're able to identify them by the stamp correct yes by the stamp like I am I would say I am blessed with the lack of um, knowledge of the Hebrew language and in this case it is a, a blessing because when I'm like going through you know thousands of books I was not distracted by by their titles, by their content. Uh, I was able to focus on stamps uh, themselves because there is no other way to identify books that were part of um, of, of of the Yeshiva Library. Uh, um, we get books in here which have the library stamps, and I'm also somebody who can't read Yiddish, um, and. Uh, it's interesting to me because it's one way of finding out the route that these books have traveled um, from places so far afield. It's it's so interesting. 
I'm curious to ask then, um, what happens when these show up? Um, is there any way to reclaim them to try to rebuild this library or there's no claim on them? Well, um, first of all, like um, when they, uh, because the, the books, the, the Yeshiva library was, um, was secured by the Germans uh, in, during the war in Lublin at, and um, they, they probably wanted to transport it uh, to Germany, like for some reason, probably, uh, well, who knows what they were planning to do. The books were very valuable and uh, maybe they wanted to, to do something with them. So when they, were, when they were found in Lublin in the late summer of 1944, uh, they were secured by the government and soon given um, to the Jewish community uh, of Lublin. And uh, the, the Jewish community of Lublin um, after the Second World War was, of course, extremely small, uh, weak, um, uh, had, no, uh, had, had no means to secure the books and, and to do something useful with them. So they decided to transport them to Warsaw. So the books the Jewish Historical Institute has, uh, it has it um, like legally. They were legally um, transferred there. Then, in 1947, um, a representative of the Hebrew uh, University um, uh, in Israel came to Poland and again, uh, part of, of this vast um, library, some say that there were even 40,000 books in, in, this, in this collection transferred to, um, to the Jewish Historical Institute. So some of them were legally transferred to Israel. Uh, and given to the to the National Library of Israel, and and then um, distributed among some yeshivas, some smaller libraries. So the the legal um, status of of this collection is unfortunately quite complex, and um, like uh, I, I'm not sure, like like um, lawyers should debate on uh, on such such matters in a way, bring back this collection to Lublin would be to create this digital library with, uh, uh, with links to digital copies of books that were part of, of the yeshiva and you know, like gather them in, um, in one place, in one uh, website. However, uh, I have to tell you uh, that the next week, uh, two yeshiva books will return to Lublin uh, they, they will return to the Jewish community of Lublin and they will be housed in the very same building where uh, Yeshivas for the war, uh, in the holdings of uh, Freie Universität Berlin, which is a university in Berlin. And, um, uh, and, and the German libraries have like some kind of consortium um, and their goal is to um, uh, restitute books to its former former uh, former owners so they to give the books back to to the Lublin Jewish community so in a week uh, the next week we'll have like a small uh, ceremony a small event uh, because of this happy return it's, it's so amazing um the pictures of the library are also quite astounding that are on your site um showing it in its in its glory with all of these books um, so I have to ask you, um, what's next? <laughs> well, what's next? Uh, 
um, a, a, a very good question. Um, I'm working with our friends and partners at the Jewish Historical Institute in Warsaw and, um, and the National Library of Israel, uh, trying to find a way and a solution uh, how to uh, how to check their holdings in search of um, more books with uh, with the Lublin Yeshiva stamps. Uh, the problem is that uh, no one was doing such a research before, and especially uh, with the National Library of Israel, their holdings are just uh, unbelievably huge. Like they have probably millions of books. Like I can't even guess uh, how many. So. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping that it will be possible to find some kind of solution to this problem and we will be able to add much more books to our uh, digital yeshiva library. That's fantastic. And the fact that you um, are able to digitize them is a real tribute to the work that you're doing there and also um, to the original library trying to restore this. Before I let you go, um, Again, your work is so interesting, and the work that Grodzka Gate is doing in Lublin is just really commendable. Um, you are telling great stories, you're preserving, you're rescuing. So just give me a little bit of background for our listeners about the work there and the, you know, the organization. Well, the Grodzka Gate NN Theater Center um, uh, is an institution established in, uh, in the early 1990s in Lublin. We are a municipal uh, institution and um, uh, at first we used to be an avant-garde theater but in the course of our history we've um, uh, evolved into this the center that is um, uh, dedicated to the um, preservation of uh, Lublin's heritage Jewish heritage uh, included and um, like it, like uh, unlike museums, uh, we do not collect um, objects and artifacts, but we actually collect data and information, and we have vast um, databases about buildings that existed here but were destroyed because of the Second World War, and uh, and also people. We have. Uh, a huge database uh, with uh, with some details about the Jewish life here in um, in Lublin, and and part of this database is also like a part of uh, our core exhibit. And and if um, any of our listeners are lucky enough to find their way to Lublin, um, they can go to the Grodzka Gate, and you do have exhibits. It's open to the public. Of course, they should go to uh, to Grodzka Gate, and they should visit us. Exactly. Um, it's on my itinerary, please, um, <laughs> uh, to go there. Um, well, thanks again for joining me to tell this story, which is great. Our listeners can go onto your website, and uh, it's both in Polish and in English. Uh, can you um, give an easy website address for listeners who want to see the pictures as well? Uh, well, the easiest way would be to um, to use your uh, uh, to use Google or something like that, just type um, uh, library of the Lublin Yeshiva and for sure you will find the, uh, the proper link. And the address is uh, teatrenen.pl 
uh, slash wistava, which is which is which is completely um, <laughs> impossible to do on radio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, um, do try to do the, the Google search again. Thank you so much for all you. Thank you so all much. of your work. It's so much fun to follow you. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you. You have been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To learn more about this podcast and to subscribe, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. I'm Elizabeth Carteropoli. Until next time, be well and be healthy.